Welcome to Heart, Hustle, and Humor, a show for dedicated, hardworking, fun entrepreneurs and business owners who want to build a business bigger than their own satisfaction. We all know heart got you started, hustle made it happen, and humor got you through it. This is the only place you can get inspired and motivated by my guests who are using the trifecta of heart, hustle, and humor in their business. It's time to dream higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Media Services. Kaleidoscope Media Services helps professionals scale their business by adding digital products for success. I'm your host, Dr. T. Welcome to another episode of Heart, Hustle, and Humor. I'm your host, Dr. T. And in studio today, I have Wanda Allen, and I am just so happy to have Wanda in studio. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. And I've got to let everybody know all about you. Wanda Allen is an international speaker, coach, corporate trainer, author, and award-winning business owner. She's the author of Follow-Up Savvy and Follow-Up Sales Strategies. Wanda had a 25-year corporate career where she held the position of senior vice president for 15 years. She has a sales background and worked with sales teams throughout her corporate career. She gained extensive training on business development, maintaining client relationships, and customer service. She has a strong skill set for developing systems and applied this skill to the follow-up process. What she teaches is tried, tested, and proven. After leaving the corporate world to pursue her own business ventures, Wanda founded her business, Follow-Up Sales Strategies. She's an expert in helping entrepreneurs, business owners, and sales professionals increase pipelines, improve sales performance, and strengthen relationships by developing strong follow-up skills. Now everybody knows why I've asked you to come join me today as my guest. And as always, we have to jump right into the heart of it. Wanda, tell us what you're so passionate about and why you're doing what you're doing for your clients. Okay. As you mentioned, I have a strong skill for creating systems and I've applied that to the follow-up process, which is a crucial component to getting more sales and closing business. And follow-up is an area that in general, people really struggle with for a lot of reasons. And where my passion comes in is it pains me how hard salespeople work. They work so hard trying to bring in the business. However, they fall so short on follow-up that if they would just follow up, learn how to do it consistently, get it systematized so it gets you in that flow of ease, they would be able to experience far more fruit from all that labor they're putting out there. And that's what drives me because I want to help people get out of the chaos, get out of the struggle. It does not have to be as hard as they're making it. You are speaking my language about systematizing, right? At Kaleidoscope Media Services, we talk about systems, automation, creating digital products like e-learning courses because that will help you. And so you can focus on the important things. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're dealing with your clients and you really want them to create this opportunity so sales isn't a thing, it's not hard, what are some of the tips that you're giving them? Statistically, we've been told that 90% of people follow up twice and then quit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that's a little generous. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how bad it is out there. And so there's so much effort goes into lead generation. But if you're only going to follow up twice and quit just because a prospect doesn't respond, you're going to be that never ending hamster on the wheel. Mm-hmm. running, running, mm-hmm. running. And yeah. so one point that I really drive home to my clients is don't quit after two follow-ups. Just because a prospect doesn't respond does not mean they're not interested. Yeah. Statistically, it's been said that 80% of sales are made between the fifth and 12th contact. And I think that's a very spot-on statistic. So if you're quitting after two or one or not following up at all, you're going to be running, 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 but just not getting very far. So that's first and foremost, is that don't quit. And then don't let fears be your driver, please. There's a lot of fear associated with following up. And that's a mindset issue, but that's a huge reason why people don't do it because of all the fears, fear of being pushy, fear of rejection, fear of not knowing what to say, fear of being uncomfortable, on and on. And there's so The many. list is huge. <laughs> so you got to learn. And I'm not saying you don't have the fear. Not to have fear would not be human. But what I'm saying is be on top of it and don't let it be on top of you. Because if the fear is on top of you, you're more than likely not going to take the follow-up action you need to. Yeah. You know, when we were getting ready for this interview, you know, something that I, I didn't bring up with you, but now I'm kind of curious to get your opinion on this. When I find I'm very passionate about the work I'm doing, like I love what we do. It's helping people grow their business. It's creating time and freedom for them. And it's all these things that I just, I love. And I find that I'm really not entering a sales call. I'm entering the relationship. And when I'm thinking about it and I'm doing a service, truly, the fears sort of go away because I'm coming at it at a different angle. And do you find that same thing that when people are passionate about what they're doing? Yes. And that, you know, I do recommend that to my clients as well, because that's a way to shift the mindset is that if you will come from a place of service rather than making the sale, it's going to make taking that action so much easier. Because when you're coming from service, it's about the client, the prospect. And when you come from making the sale, it's about you. And that's where the discomfort and awkwardness comes in. So yeah, I agree with that. Because here's the thing, if you stop following up, first of all, you're doing a disservice to yourself, but you're doing a disservice to that prospect because you're not giving them an opportunity to do business with you. Yeah, And I know, you know, and all my clients know, and all your listeners know, you will make a difference in that prospect's life or business with the product or service you sell. So to stop, especially when the prospect has expressed an interest, it's a lose-lose situation. I love that lose-lose because we want it to be a win-win. Yes. Right. I mean, that's really, really where we want to go. And, you know, it's interesting over the years, I've had several coaches and I always believe that having a coach is so important or having a consultant to help. It can help you see things in a, in a different way. And, you know, over the years, one of the great people that I've really learned from is our publisher, Henry DeVries with Indie Books International. And I've learned to have 15 minute discovery calls. They're free discovery calls, but it's a conversation and we call it a no sales zone because that's the beginning of the relationship. When people are passionate about their work and they're really, they're like, okay, I I want to approach this person, but I have these fears and I don't know what to do. How does a person come authentically to the table to engage for the first time with somebody? What's your advice on that? 
asking the prospect questions rather than you talking, talking, talking and throwing everything you can do and how great you are and everything, you know, your life changing. That's the turn off. <laughs> so, you know, there's a saying, be more interested than interesting. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. So be interested in the prospect. So where are you in terms of your follow-up? What habits do you have? Where do you struggle? Where are you successful? Whatever your product or service is. So that prospect, it's going to put them at ease. And listen, we like people who are interested in us. That feeds our ego. We all have an ego. And that person's going to be a lot more likable. <laughs> well said. We all have egos. Let's just face it. <laughs> so when someone's interested in us, it feeds our ego. And their likability factor goes up. So it's putting the focus on the prospect because truly you want to find out how you can best help them and where they are. You know, it's called meeting them where they are. Yes. And, and, you know, working from the same page. I talk to a lot of my guests and, you know, a lot of the listeners I know, we have the certain things we sell, but I think that you have to have those. You have to have your packages. You have to have what you offer. You have to have great clarity on who you sell to, what you're going for. But when you have all of that, I also think that, and this is what you're saying, you're listening to your client because even though you have a package or something, a little shift and satisfying, a little above and beyond satisfying, that makes the lifetime customer. And I'd like to know your opinion on building that lifetime customer, how important it is. Oh, it's so important. I teach follow-up, obviously, but I te- there's an extension of following up and it's relationship management, which in- is an area that's terribly neglected today. But at the end of the day, life and business is about relationships, right? And so yep. what so many people do is they follow up on the prospecting side, get the client, close the business, drop the relationship, and they're off looking for their next new. I'm not suggesting that you keep relationship with every single client you've ever done business with, but the ones that you enjoyed getting to know, the ones you really had a connection with, don't let them go. Yeah. Because the, you know, it's been said the most successful salespeople have the best habits and the best relationships. That's a differentiator. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like they're rocket scientists. They just take care of what they have. And here's the thing. At best, relationship management is at the bottom of the list for most people. At worst, it's not even on the list. And (laughs) that's right. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, we live in this crazed frenzy and, and relationship management is just forgotten about. But there's so much opportunity with people you already know who've already worked with you, either through more business and or referrals. Mm. I'm over here just jotting down some notes because this is such a good reminder, even for me. I want to get into the hustle piece here because I think when we get into sales, we tend to misunderstand or we're inappropriately hustling, so to speak. And you're always doing high priority, income producing work done before anything else. Tell me about that. The number one reason why people say they can't do their follow-up work, which is the work that brings in more sales, by the way, okay? So from a common sense standpoint, that makes no sense at all. But they blame time. I've heard it a gazillion times. I can't get my follow-up work done because I'm too busy. I don't have the time. That's not the issue. The problem is that, and this is my observation, those who consistently have a shortage of time are the ones who waste the most. And how do they waste it? On low priority, busy work. They will fill their day with that work. And it's the end of the day. And, oh, I didn't get to do my top priority work, which is follow-up. 
And now I'm going to blame time. Mm. I didn't have the time. No, that's not true. That's not true. It's a prioritization issue. It is not a time issue. And so when you get your top priority work done before you do anything else, and that's a habit and a challenge that I will put out to your listeners, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. And you will be amazed at how time shows up for you when you get your top priority work done. Time will become your friend and it is the enemy for so many people and or they feel a victim of time. Ooh, okay. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm not suggesting you're not busy. Every working person is, but it's just shifting the time you have and getting the work done that's going to move the needle forward in your business and your sales so you can get to your goals and dreams and vision. I find for myself that when I don't book it in my calendar, uh-huh. and I'm in it, I'll tell you kind of how I'm doing it now. It's this avoidance whether it's because of the fear, because I'm tired and I find that I avoid it and then I fill it up with the things I hate, such as doing laundry, cleaning my house, all those things that I'm like, I do, that is the worst thing on the planet and I'll tell everybody it's the worst thing. But boy, when I want to avoid and not make a sales call or do any of that, how do you help people really get out of that avoidance of creating the priority so that they become very focused on lead gen and producing the work. First of all, you know, having the time block on your calendar, that's a great strategy because you're time blocking and we're just naturally more focused. Mm-hmm. Then it's about being aware of what's going on in your mind because your thoughts determine how you feel and your feelings determine what actions you take. So if you're making a decision not to do the follow-up work, why? What's going on in your mind? What fear is there? And just recognize it and say, no, I'm going to get on top of that fear and I'm going to go ahead and do this anyway. Because you follow up, you're going to, we're not talking life or death here. <laughs> right. right. I know. I know. Here's the thing. We even feel like you, it sometimes. Yeah. Even though you hate laundry and all that, it's comfortable. Even though you don't like it, it's comfortable. Yep. Be willing to be uncomfortable. Mm. That's all. Just be willing and just recognize it. This is uncomfortable, but I'm willing to go there because you know what? You can't get to new levels and remain comfortable. It's not possible. And so if you want to grow, if you want to grow your business, your sales, yourself, you got to get uncomfortable. Yep. This is why, you know, at Kaleidoscope Media Services, we talk about the time value perspective, right? It's like, how do you automate your business and create something so that you're not having to do all of the technical work or the tactical work so that you can prioritize to exactly what you're saying, Wanda, and really focus on what's going to make a significant difference, not just for you in business, but for you in life and spending time with friends and family Because I know that when I've got things that I kind of avoided and I put off and I didn't do my, however, I'm following up with my clients when I don't do it, it bothers me. And then I'm thinking about that instead of spending time with my friends or my family in a completely 100% way. Yes. And what happens, the end result then is stress. You're stressed out. And so business has its own inherent stresses. There's no question about that. But I believe oftentimes stress is Mm self-inflicted. I mean, you're not doing it consciously, but if you just got uncomfortable, got that follow-up work done, it's mental baggage now that you got to carry with you wherever you're going. And um, you unload from the baggage. You just unload it. Yes, so true. 
And you know, here you are, Wanda, you founded your business called Follow-Up Sales Strategies. And with that, we're talking about hustle, right? And sometimes we're hustling for the new business or the new people. And really, it's about no like, and trust and having warm relationships. So what's your take on not hustling so much, but maybe asking for some referrals? Yeah, you know, people that'll generate more business for you with relationships you already have. Ask. Listen, it's great when a referral just comes in on its own. That's the best gift business has to give, in my opinion. Our human nature is to help. We want to help, right? And so don't be afraid to ask and benefit from what I call your gold mine. Your gold mine is your relationships. So get in the habit, make that part of your strategy of bringing business in and increasing sales. But that's another thing. The fear pops up for us and you've done a great, marvelous job and people want to be your advocate, but I think people get so busy. They don't realize, oh, I should give a referral or, hey, I should give them a testimonial. So either one is important and can definitely, definitely help. Yeah. And you need to ask for it. And I hear this all the time. Well, I'm not comfortable asking for referrals. And when I hear that, my first thought is you haven't invested enough in the relationship then. Because when you invest in your relationships, you're very comfortable, very comfortable asking. And I'll say, okay, then work on the relationship, you know, get it to a place that's a good quality relationship. And then you're going to be comfortable asking. If I haven't heard from you in two years and you're, you want to ask me for a referral, you're going to be uncomfortable because <laughs> I know I would be. That, yeah. That's like the icky. Uh, it's just, <laughs> the icky yeah, well. yeah. Yeah. It's not impressive. <laughs> so. Let me take it this to more of a personal level about, you know, we've been talking a lot about clients and how we should be doing sales, but let's divulge a little bit about you and your business. And what do you think are some of the top things that have made you such a successful woman in business? Two things. Commitment. Quitting wasn't an option. Mm. When I left the corporate world, people were asking me, well, how long are you going to give it? Or do you have a plan B? And I said, no, I'm not going to allow those thoughts to enter my mind because then I'm half in. And believe you me, it was harder than I thought. It took longer than I thought. (laughs) It took more money than I thought, but I was determined. I just wasn't going to go back. And the other one is consistency. You just got to stay consistent. So not quitting, consistency, and then commitment. You know, how committed are you? No, we have that in common. When I made the decision to leave a really good corporate job and that security of that check coming every two weeks and the retirement, the insurance, the bonuses, all of that, you know, it circles back to what's going to make me happy. I left because I wanted to make a greater impact. I knew I wasn't giving everything and I didn't have the great impact. So when I walked, boy, I walked and you're right. It takes longer. It takes more money. It can feel like a grind. Oh, yeah. But like you, you knew and you had this vision and you were ready to go. And it is both feet in. You got to just walk through the door and go ups, downs. We're just going to do it you know, your career is 15 years in doing what you were doing as vice president, but now you're just shining and you're doing all of this other stuff. So your advice is well taken. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, definitely. But we got to talk about the fun. All right. You know, it's all the humor fit in for you. And how do you put that into your world? Well, I'm not a comedic person by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) 
but I laugh easily. <laughs> and um, so, you know, when I'm working with clients and prospects and referral sources, I enjoy them and I, I love to laugh with them. They make me laugh a lot. So that's where the fun is for me in my business and, you know, just helping. And clients tell me, oh my God, when it really worked. I said, I know it really works. <laughs> that is fun for me, seeing my people have success and yeah. get order and organization and lower the stress level. I love it. So that's a fun for me. Well, and I know that you like to laugh too and have a good time. You just maybe not on stage being the comedian. <laughs> no, you know, and it's so funny because I'm like you, I, I'm always working with coaches because that's how we grow and get better. And one of my coaches, when I first started speaking and she said, you got to be funny. You got to make the audience laugh. I said, but I am not a comedic personality. I'm just not. And she goes, well, then put funny slides up because that'll make them laugh. And I'll never forget that. So I did. And it does. It makes people laugh. But one woman came up to me and she said, you were so funny. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It wasn't me. It was my slide. So, you know, you got to figure out workarounds. Yeah, exactly. It's just like one of those things. You just got to figure it out. I love being around generous, gracious, smart, fun people. To me, that's just the best. And I love that in our clients, right? Like, you don't have to get up and be a stand up comedian, but you got to be able to have some fun here with us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes can feel the opposite. So shifting our dialogue around sales, you know, we mentioned the word stress and we've talked about heart and the hustle and the humor, but when you're just like in it and you go, you know what, I need to take a break. What brings you back to your center? Oh, well, meditation. And I'm a reader. I love walking and exercising and that feeds me. Yeah. 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 I love right. reading. Reading yeah. is just so great. I, I love it. And this is it surprises a lot of people just because of what I do. But the essence of my being, I'm a loner. And so that's how I wind down. Like to go to a party around a bunch of people, that does not bring me back to my center. <laughs> okay. <laughs> does not. <laughs> and so that's why I retreat to kind of solitary activities. And yeah. that I enjoy, you know, and I enjoy going to dinner with my husband and that kind of thing. But sure. yeah. 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 I love hanging out with family. That's always good. As you continue to grow your business, what's next for you in business? Oh, just keep on doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I just love it so much. And, you know, I was on the road all the time before COVID and boy, have I been spoiled. <laughs> I know. Right. I, I mean, of course I'd go back on the road. I, I absolutely would. But I'm like, oh my gosh, is this going to go away? I still stay relatively booked and busy and doing it all virtual and I'm loving it. Just, just keep doing what I'm doing, speaking and coaching. That's what I do. I love I, it. It's one of those things, you know what you love when you just, you're going to keep doing what you're doing. And, yeah. and that's great. I know I've been uh, started to travel a lot more because we have a new book coming out. I love to travel all over the world for fun or for business. It, it's just been one of those things, but I had to get a little adjusted to traveling again, but it's been nice for me to do the speaking both virtually or on stage. I think I enjoy it more because it's a good mix of yeah. both. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, it's so funny. The first time I spoke in person, I was like, okay, wait, now what do I bring? I mean, I really had to think. I know. It's been so long, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's different, but you know, that in-person energy, nothing. Beats. It's just different, right? Yeah, it's it's different. different, but I think we have to continue to figure out how to do both and create that energy virtually or through some digital products. But I know for me, I just want people to grow their business and I get the sense that is your basis and you really want to help people just take it to that next level. Some of the the nuggets, I love this, be willing to be uncomfortable. That was a statement that stood out for me. Be more interested than interesting. Another great one. And don't quit because of your fears. Now that is just the three that I was able, I know there was more that that were captured. As we kind of have to wrap up here, what do you want to leave our listeners with? I want them to just recommit to the goals that they have and understand and remind yourself that sales is what's going to get you there, right? Financially and where you want to be in your business. So to get to your sales goal, you have to follow up. So commit, really, really commit. This is a great time of the year, by the way, you know, because we all want to do better and be better in the new year. But you know what? Don't wait for the new year. Start today. Mm. Recommit, re-engage, and reassess why you haven't done what you should do. Maybe if you're not where you want to be, why? If you have hit your goals, why not exceed your sales goals? Why just hit them? Boom. Just like that. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That is a beautiful way to wrap up. And I know you have many things that you offer. Tell us how the listeners can get a hold of you. They can go to my website, followupsalesstrategies.com. Got a couple free gifts there. And then, yeah, if they want to contact me, there's a contact page as well. Super. Reach out to Wanda at Wanda Allen at Follow Up Sales Strategies. And just so everybody knows, her link will be in the show notes. Make sure you take the opportunity to reach out and just look at, she gave us so many nuggets just in this short period of time. Thank you again so much for being a guest here on the Heart Hustle and Humor Show. Oh, thank you. I've enjoyed it. And as always, until next time, hashtag stay great. Are you a professional looking to take your business to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go to kaleidoscopemediaservices.com. Check it out. And if you feel you are ready, then set up a time to talk to me and my co-founder, Laura Neubauer. I'm your host, Dr. T. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends.